The Evolution Channel is sponsored by Eternal Gold Beauty, the most advanced skincare line in the world. Awaken your skin to aging in reverse at eternalgoldbeauty.com today. You're listening to The Frequency of Creativity with Melinda Har Curley. Welcome everyone to The Frequency of Creativity where we are at the intersection of energy and art. I'm your host, Melinda Har Curley, and to see how I energize paintings through nature and light, sign up for my newsletter at melindaharcurley.com, where you also see my latest work, upcoming exhibits, and the occasional giveaway of small prints as well as links to the latest podcast, melindaharcurley.com. Today, we're talking about a very inspiring story, and I'm honored to welcome the brave and courageous artist, David Brady. Welcome, David. Hey, Melinda. Welcome. Welcome as well. Thank you for having me on. Hey, and we're so excited that you're on. David, our title for our conversation today is Art in the Face of Cancer. You have dealt with your own personal challenges with cancer in such an open and honest way where you are able to channel all of these complex feelings into your paintings. And when I go to your website, I see the anguish, the fear, the uncertainty, the pain, and feel that you don't filter anything. It's raw and powerful work and, frankly, very important art. David, why did you decide to document your journey through cancer? Well, that's a, that's a, that's a loaded question. It's a good question. I, you know, when, when you get your diagnosis and you, you're told, you know, all this sad information is an artist. I, I was asked by a couple of people, are, are you going to record this? Are, are you going to do a YouTube channel? I thought, what? I, I don't. Well, I don't know how it will end, so I don't. I don't know. I guess all shows get canceled. But I, I was, I was just how I guess I've always been. I thought, well, I'm going to document how this feels, and I'm going to illustrate how it feels. Um, I had no idea whether I would want to draw once you know everything kicked in. But I felt that I could tell a story that could benefit patients. And, and I knew that, that most of the people going through the treatment most likely didn't have an outlet like I did. So in the end, hopefully, I would produce something that I could share. Uh, and so that's why I started to, to draw. And David, um, you have documented this, you're publishing a book, but we have to go to a short 
break. And then when we come back, I want you to talk more about your work and about your book that has all of these paintings in it. Before we go to break, David, can you please share with uh, with all of us where we can find your work and where we can find out more about you? Uh, thank you. Well, the, the website uh, is bradyart.com, like Tom Brady. And I'm also on Instagram at David Brady Art. And that's where you can find the book, uh, Into the Tunnel. All right. Um, please stay with us. We have to take a short break. And when we get back, we are going to delve so much deeper into this amazing work. The Superpower Experience goes way beyond the podcast. Listeners can connect with hosts and one another inside the Superpower Universe Plus membership. Members get access to high vibe connections, superpower masterclasses, and much, much more. Don't wait another moment to step into your superpowers. Go to superpowerexperts.com and sign up today. We're back with the frequency of creativity where we are at the intersection of energy and art. We are so privileged to be able to talk with David Brady. And David, tell us about um, your book that you've just published that has all of these paintings that you did during your treatments. Well, the book is, is called Into the Tunnel. And... Uh, <laughs> I I closed my eyes on the night before I went into my first radiation and I I saw a tunnel, like a cave on the coast. And I was in a a canoe paddling toward this cave, a tunnel. And I I quickly sketched that uh, before I went in. And so I've been using a ballpoint pen for probably 30 years and and I, I prefer a found you know laying in the parking lot somewhere ballpoint pen and <laughs> a sketchbook and I use a lot of found or, or discarded objects as they say in my art um, but I would take my sketchbook and my ballpoint pen into chemo and I would draw just how I felt or draw through what I thought I looked like. Some people thought I was drawing them and would cover themselves up. But um, I just took that every day. And after a while, I couldn't, I couldn't do that anymore. Um, but, but I did it as long as I could. And, and uh, once I got through all the treatment, after a brief period, I was able to then come back and continue to draw. At some point, I just didn't have any energy left. Um, but they just sort of came out of me. Um, mm-hmm. Some of them would come out of me, the drawings, um, in the middle of the night, uh, in, during a pain episode, a pain cave, as distance runners call it. Um, I'd be in the moment, and I would try to record it, and um, then maybe look at it a few days later. Um, and I didn't show them to anybody. I just kept kept making them throughout throughout the treatment. David, how did you feel when you looked at your drawings and your artwork? Um, 
they all just seemed like everything I had been drawing before. <laughs> I had I had just finished a, a large touring show of drawings about mental health and 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 just sort of reflecting people I saw having episodes on the street, uh, people I knew that were having mental health issues. And I had been drawing these faces um, out of my head of, of mental breakdowns. And so I had just exhibited a hundred of these, what they call psychological portraits. And so I was sort of doing maybe my own version of that. Uh, and they progressed and they look, they look different. But to answer your question, they, they just felt familiar. It was odd painting myself after all these years, mm -hmm. uh, working with, with kids primarily who had cancer. Uh, I worked for a program called CoChart, and we would have cancer patients that were, for the most part, terminal, come to the studio, and we, I would do workshops with them. So I guess in the end that prepared me. Um, but th those were art that most people did not want to look at. Uh, the art that I did during that time, because they were, um, I guess people said they reminded them of Francis Bacon in a way, horror. Um, a lot of people would tell me they were praying for me at the show. <laughs> mm -hmm. So uh, after looking at my work, so, to some people, it was healing and how people see their own pain and other people, it was a reflection that I had, I was disturbed. So I didn't cut my ear off, but I certainly understood <laughs> a little bit more about Van Gogh, a little, a little bit, maybe how people looked at his work and, and sort of took it out on him to a certain extent. David, I know when I look at it, and that's why I really wanted to uh, have you here on the show. Um, it was hard to look at and yet also cathartic because unfortunately cancer is so prevalent now. We all know someone or have someone very close to us that has gone through this experience. And when I looked at your work, it felt healing because fortunately my close ones are past that experience. And when I looked at it, I just thought it, it, part of me has put that all behind me. And when I looked at it, I, I just, I felt fortunate and I felt, you know, we were really lucky and it took me back to the fear that I felt. And David, for me, it was really healing. So, and it helped me. So thank you. Well, thank you. I, I know that, um, you know, cancer, they say it takes your energy and it takes the energy away from the people around you. It's sort of this big thing, a heavy burden, but you know, I was full of energy. My mind was all over the place. What if, what's going to happen? As, my, as the energy raced around in me, I just needed to, to let it out. Mm -hmm. um, when I was a child, I, I, my mom sent me to special art classes. And one day the teacher was very mad. And my mom came in and the teacher was over here talking to her. 
And my mom walked up to me. The teacher said, it's the test and everybody's done with their drawings and your son has not even started and there's five minutes left. And my mom walked up to me and she says, is everything all right, honey? And I said, relax, it's still in the pen. <laughs> um, so I whipped it out. And um, uh, my, you know, my mom said, you always had this energy and almost like a restlessness. Mm -hmm. um, but during the cancer, the, I, I didn't have that. And of course, you're tired, you're exhausted. But my, my mind was still the same. So I had this sort of energy until the energy was taken away. Um, and then your mind is still going, mm -hmm. even though you, you can't quite operate the same. Um, so one of the things that came up was I heard right away that somebody passed away in my program who was a football player, a professional football player. And I thought, wow, he ran out. He said, well, the guy ran out of energy. So I quickly drew myself with more armor. I said, I need more armor. Mm -hmm. And I thought I needed a superhero outfit. So mm -hmm. I had a pair of superhero socks, a Superman socks. So I, that was what, I, what mentally I used to prepare me. I put on my superhero socks. And, and of course, that got out. And people started sending me them. And today I'm wearing Bugs Bunny basketball. <laughs> I love it. Uh, from Fred Flintstone to Van Gogh superhero, Frida Kahlo socks, um, um, Spider-Man socks. Um, I would wear those. And the assistant doing the radiation was a sneakerhead. So we would have this brief conversation about, about our armor uh, before I got on the table. And you know, that, that was, that was whoever, however that came up, it was genius because in a way it, it kind of worked um, as a mental thing. I had my sketchbook, my ballpoint pen and my socks. I was, I was wearing more than that, but, but I was ready. And, and every day that was just sort of something that helped me mm -hmm. um, knowing I had the pen and I was going to record it. Um, that was more of my job um, than anything. I didn't really want to know what was going on with the cancer. I didn't even know want to know the name of it. I just wanted to record it and, and, and keep all that energy into the pen and what was going to come out of the pen. Uh, and, and so far it has, it's worked. David, share with us where you are now. Um, well, fortunately, I'm sitting in a, in a nice, big, new studio in North Phoenix. <laughs> mm -hmm. I left Los Angeles and, and some, some great people and, and, and great space and uh, some great business people. Uh, once I knew I was most likely had what I had. And so I'm up here now in my new studio. We, we, as some people know, I'm a book designer and I work with lots of artists. Uh, we design all kinds of books. Um, and this is also where the painting studio is. Um, so I'm glad that my energy has, has come back, uh, which, which my nickname before was, well, you're, you're a robot. You're not really human. Wow. Uh, um, but I said, you know, my heroes 
like Rauschenberg and, and David Hockney, he's, he's working 14 hours a day. That's all that's, he's doing what he's here to do. Um, so I think maybe, you know, when they say cancer changes you, maybe in that way, it's changed me. I'm grateful is an overused word, but it's, it's certainly relevant with me. I'm grateful. So, um, I'm in my studio pretty much every day. Uh, just as they say, living a dream. I, I, I am, I, I, I'm grateful that I'm able to do what I do and I have the energy that I have. Um, that's a lot. So in going through everything that you went through, how has that experience changed your art or has it changed your art? That's a good question. Um, you know, people say, well, now you're just going to paint positive things, right? Or you're going to paint flowers now, or that it's somehow that you're just happy every day and that you're going to paint happy things. And no, um, I think it's changed my process and that there's a more seriousness, I guess, to the studio. It's, it's like you're on a mission or uh, as Dan Aykroyd said, I'm on a mission from God. <laughs> you're on a mission to, you know, I wanted to get that book done. And, and, I, and I obviously want to take this into hospitals and give them to, to people going into the tunnel. Um, I want to try to show that, that art, everybody's creative and everybody can use this gift to help them. Um, it's not, you know, people say, oh, you're so, you were born talented. No, I, I was born wanting to do something, I guess. Um, because I've, I've known plenty of talented people that don't paint anymore. Yeah. So, you know, I wish I could give a sketchbook to everybody uh, and a ballpoint pen and just tell mm -hmm. them to not show anybody. Pretend mm -hmm. they're on an island. Because I think that's the fear we have is that somebody's going to say you're not an artist. And that we all, oh, because I can't draw realistically. Well, are, aren't we glad Helma Klimt didn't listen to anybody or Van Gogh didn't listen to anybody or, yeah. uh, uh, right. you know, the people that I greatly admire for doing what they've done. Um, so in that sense, I'm, you know, I feel grateful. Uh, and then that I do have a superpower, um, you know, I was always told that because you, when you're gifted and you could do art and, and make and play any instrument, um, you know, I used to just say that you guys got ripped off. I, I got a lot more drops of creativity than you guys. And, mm -hmm. and if you can't feel, if you're not driven to tears over something, you, you got ripped off. Um, you know, life is too beautiful not to, to laugh hysterically or cry uncontrollably almost every day. Why not? Yeah. Um, you know, that's, that's what energy is. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's a great time to be creative, no matter what your position is or, or no matter what's gone on. It's a great, it's, it's great to be able to, to record it. And uh, it, it makes you alive. It does. David, uh, earlier, you said you worked, uh, I believe the name of the program was Coach Art, and you yes. worked with kids with cancer. What did they teach you? 
Well, they, they, they certainly taught me what being stoic was all about, whether they could even spell that, I don't know, but they were also stoic. They knew their destiny. They knew they weren't going to ever go to the prom or get turned down for a date or have to have money for dinner. Uh, they, they just, that wasn't going to be part of their deal. Um, and, you know, I was just grateful that I was able to, to spend the time with them uh, in my studio and help them create some things before, before everything got to them. Mm -hmm. And uh, one example was a, a young man that, that I was working with and he was getting pretty sick and he had brain cancer. And one day he brought a drawing of a skull, very well drawn in pencil, looked like a day of the dead kind of thing, but it was graphite. But there was like yellow spaghetti drawn in his head. And I said, what is that? Why is it yellow? And he said, well, that's the cancer. Do you think if we erased it, it would go away? Mm -hmm. And the kid was 100% serious. Mm -hmm. like, like I was some sort of shaman to him. And I said, you know what? Let's see if it works. Mm -hmm. um, that, that taught me a lot. This kid believed that art could could heal him. Mm -hmm. And I, and I believe that um, because I, I don't know what my mental state would have been if I was not able to draw just ridiculous things. I, I draw my coffee cup every morning. Mm. Um, sometimes it looks like I really don't know how to draw. <laughs> and, uh, and my friends, uh, they're happy because I draw like them. Um, um, but I just think that daily, it's sort of like yoga um, or all these things people do that make them feel better. Art, just just doodling um, um, could teach you lots. And these kids in their, their innocence and, and using creativity, just I think it taught me more about adults <laughs> mm. and maybe what we all needed. We all needed a lesson from them on on appreciating life and, and spend time just painting. It's free, mm -hmm. especially if you find a ballpoint pen. <laughs> David, did you doodle as a kid? And what are your early childhood memories? And was art always a part of your life? Or did you find it through an experience? Or was it always there for, for you at a really young age? It was always there. It, it really began in music. Uh, I was, I could play anything as a kid and I loved band. It got me out of the house I, I was from a large family. Um, and uh, I just, my mom got me a drum set when I was five, which makes no sense when there's nine. That is people. a great mom. There's nine people in a two bedroom house. That is a great mom. We had a mom. Volkswagen. Not a Volkswagen bus. We had a Volkswagen. And so my mom gets me a drum set. And uh, nobody really spoke to me after that. But art, uh, music opened my mind to emotions. Um, and and I, I, I never heard music when I first heard, like, Marvin Gaye. I, I just was overwhelmed. And Barry White. Oh, <laughs> and I love both of them. <laughs> quickly realized... Um, that that was music I didn't, was not allowed to listen to. Um, and so art 
and, and music was something that offended people. And, um, and the very first time I saw a Francis Bacon painting of the Pope, who was an evil Pope that he painted, <laughs> I, it never occurred to me that you could paint things that you were mad about. And that was all I was about at that point. So <laughs> I was down for that. I had so many things I was not happy about. And that, I think that, you know, I, I, I'd like to ask the same question of Stephen King. You know, why did you start writing that? So I just never questioned why I made what I made. Other people did. But I thought that if I did, that it would be taken away. That I knew it was a gift from, from something. Um, and that it was there for some reason. And that my mom reminded me, that no matter what success I had in business, she said, would say, that, that, well, who did that help? And so I realized that my art, I needed to use it to help. And, and I didn't know how. And I was trying different things. But I think when once I got cancer, this sort of the green light went on. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I, I hope that I'll be able to, you know, distribute these to many people. And it's not really just cancer. It's pain. Mm -hmm. People have equal pain through a divorce. I mean, it could just erode people. So mental pain, uh, emotional pain, um, just COVID's brought a lot of pain to people that are isolated. So, you know, the book is really, the tunnel is, it can be a psychological tunnel, mm -hmm. um, an emotional tunnel. So um, I'm hoping that this will help people use uh, the art of the doodle, the art of just scribbling as a way to sort of maybe learn about themselves or, or others around them. Because uh, that certainly helped me. And David, that's such an important point because my own experience, I looked through your paintings from the perspective of cancer. And I'm so glad you said that because, you know, we're all human. We've all experienced pain. And that is so evident in your work. And it's just, if you're able, not everyone might be able to look at these paintings and to really face the pain and it's facing the pain in yourself. True. There's so many, you know, options now that are unfortunately a pill. Um, you know, I don't think, I think exercise, just going for a walk. And, and, and creativity are, are great alternatives. I'm not, I'm not a doctor. I'm not suggesting that people yeah. stop taking their medicine. Um, but, you know, people have all kinds of solutions for pain. Um, and I was offered many. And I was told not to take chemo. I was told lots of solutions. Um, but, but I found in the end that my effort, my energy and willingness to just trust myself that I was going to be able to get through it because I could draw. I mean, I had great support from friends, mm. um, people that just were there for me. Um, but, but they also knew that he's just going to keep drawing. That's mm. what he's, that's how, what he's going to do. Um, and 
that that that's been at the forefront of the whole thing all along is just keep sketching, keep sketching. And I'm hoping that that I'll be able to uh, do what I did with Kochar and uh, provide some sort of creative outlet for for patients uh, in Arizona. Mm-hmm. So still working on that. So, David, tell us, you know, earlier you said people thought you would just paint flowers and all of these happy things. Tell us what kind of artwork you're doing right now. Well, now I'm sort of doing winding down on this series. Um, I I think I'll always, I'm a figurative artist, so I've I've continued to explore the psychology, uh, psychological aspects of of, of being human and, and in our society, how does that affect us? So I'm always sort of working on that. Um, I'm doing, um, I'm continuing to do uh, works on nature, my take on nature, mm-hmm. uh, which <laughs> still looks like some of these psychological drawings. Um, I, I did some paintings of, of roses and they were a tribute to, to women and, and women's fortitude. And so they, they have a, a similar sense of struggle in these, these beautiful flowers. So I, I, I was out hiking in the Arizona desert and there's nothing alive. And I come across a little cactus with flowers. Mm-hmm. And I, I knew it was there just for me. Mm-hmm. There was no other reason for this flower, this cactus to do this. And of course, by doing it, it's going to get eaten by something. <laughs> but I felt it was just for me. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm, I'm out on the trails again running and I, and I want to now hike my sketchbooks up there and kind of see what comes out of that. My nephew is a, an accomplished plein air artist. Mm. This guy goes out in a blizzard mm. and paints the snow. Aww. So, uh, he seems a lot tougher than I do now. So he, he's put the challenge out there for me. Uh, and David, we're getting close to the end. And at the end, is there like a message or something you want to share about art, how it's helped you, how it can help other people in healing or facing adversity or, you know, the ability that we all have? Yeah, art, you know, unfortunately gets tethered to the art world, which you could say that about religion, maybe. <laughs> it gets connected to the wrong groups and people and buildings. And it, it's all, uh, it's the same. It's an individual, it's a personal connection with, with energy. We, some people might call God or, or this or that, but it's an energy out there that you can tap into by just letting go with a pen. Um, you know, I don't recommend going and getting all intimidated by painters and paintings and going and seeing things. Um, my way would be to go to museums and I would take groups of people and we would make fun of everything in the museum. <laughs> um, like why, does, why does Eve have a, a belly button in this painting? <laughs> Just crazy things. So, and, and have fun. And, and my friends were shocked that that I would just find humor in all of it. And it's there to be enjoyed. It, it's, it's, it, we're certainly not supposed to be quiet in there. I don't know who came up with that rule. Um, and why there isn't any music in there. 
Um, <laughs> so, um, and, and, and briefly, one of the, the main reasons I got into book design was I wanted to change the museum catalog and make them accessible to everybody, not just the board of directors. Um, and we've worked on a couple of those. So um, I, think, I think creativity uh, is, is, if you look at your own signature, you, you, everybody's creative in their own way. Nobody can copy that signature. It's how people get nailed for all kinds of things. Mm. Um, people's signatures show that they're creative. Um, and I use a ballpoint pen because it's an everyday object. People sign checks, people forge things, people do all kinds of things with a ballpoint pen. And to make something beautiful out of it um, is, is something that's been discarded, especially. Um, that, that I like. I like putting in the energy into things that, that, that have been, uh, let's say, get given up on. Um, oh, and David, you certainly have done that. And to prove it, all anyone has to do is go to your website. David, I'm so sorry we're out of time. And before uh, we leave, can you please share with us one more time where we can find your work, find out about the book that you just published, and find out more about you? Well, excellent. I, I'm on Instagram at David Brady Art. Um, and I'm also my, and you can see kind of daily what I'm doing there. Uh, you can also find me, Brady Art, on Facebook and my website, bradyart.com. And that, there you can find the book, In the Tunnel, Into the Tunnel. David, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you, Melinda. It's been great. Hey, and please, you're doing very important work. So what you're doing really matters. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you, too, for being with us on the Frequency of Creativity where we are at the intersection of energy and art to see how I energize paintings with nature and with light. Sign up for my newsletter at melindaharcurly.com where you'll get to see my latest work, uh, upcoming exhibits and occasional giveaways of small prints. You'll also get links to the latest podcast, Melinda Har curly.com. Now go out there and pick up a ballpoint pen and start to doodle. Thank you for listening to the superpower network. Go now to superpowerexperts.com to unlock your superpowers and change your life today.